Joining us now, he is the senior writer at Global Golf Post, Mr. Ron Green Jr. Ron, welcome to the Golf Good morning, shop. Ron. Good morning, guys. How are y'all? We're doing good, man. We're doing good. Uh, we we got to know, though, have you recovered from the uh, the beatdown that Maddie and I gave you in the uh, charity event a couple weeks ago? Um, it might lead to a whole game rebuild. For me, <laughs> well, let me tell you that I, I don't believe that what we did is repeatable. No. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let you know that we we made more putts than uh, oh I've ever God. made in a, uh, yeah. in a in a in a Crazy. charity event or any kind of captain's choice Crazy. that I've ever seen, and uh, that will never happen again. Well, it was good timing. I think uh, I think we made a six footer somewhere. <laughs> that's about it right yeah <laughs> God, those, that's just the way this the uh, captain's choice thing ends up anyway so ron uh postmasters let's let's talk about that a little bit um let's start off with who we call the brand which is uh, bryson dechambeau give give me your take on on his uh his approach to how he was going to play augusta well yeah it felt like we never got the full brights, and I think he got out ahead of himself a little bit. It felt like he was still, you know, it's Wednesday afternoon. He's still down there banging drivers. Yeah. I mean, our media center is 400 yards at the end of the practice area, about 400 yards away, and you could see him hit tee shots and them rolling up toward the bottom of our little porch out there. But, Unbelievable. Uh, every once in a while. But, you know, it, it felt like he got there and, and just had too much going on. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I think he was genuine in the fact he didn't feel good uh, being around him a couple times on the weekend. He he just he, he didn't have the same spark. He looked like a guy who was struggling a little bit physically, yeah. as he talked about. But I mean, yeah, you know, he just I mean, I was out there. But let me go back days. Thursday morning when he starts, I mean, and he rockets a second tee shot down there on playing eleven. Yeah, you know, he's fortunate to even find it. It could have been at Augusta Country Club, and you know, he's got to hit a provisional. Yeah. That one actually hit the tripod on a camera down in the woods <laughs> where guys are doing some stuff. So you know, that was sort of a hint. That right. It just he never seemed to be dialed in. I mean, it's I, it's interesting what he's doing. I mean, I understand his theory, his algorithms, his equations, mm-hmm. and all that. But I mean, it just it just looked like a like an engine that was badly out of tune. Yeah. Yeah. Is there, can he ever find a balance? I mean, we talked about this earlier. I mean, I feel like that, you know, hit three wood or an iron off a bunch of these tees, take advantage of your length on two, eight and 15, you know, try and hit a little draw three wood or something down there on the left side on 13 and give yourself a better angle. This whole thing about blowing it out into 14 and, Hitting a shorter club in for me with no angle to the pin is going to end up being a, a nightmare. And then pick your spots on holes like 1, 5, 9, 10, 11, and 17 where when the conditions are right, you pop a driver out there and you've got a tremendous advantage. But it's like Augusta National to me does not set up as a golf course where bombing it is going to work because when you do hit it offline, there's actual trees and tree limbs in your way. Yeah, I mean, I think he played through a lot of those things. Some, I, who was it? Maybe Justin Leonard on TV. Somebody, they were talking about him going back and forth between the 45 and a half and yeah, right. 48 yeah. or whatever. And he said, you know, there are, there are links in between there uh, <laughs> yeah, that he right. might gradually work his way there. And that, that certainly make him one in those links. Uh, yeah. I, I think sometimes he tries to um, impose his will on golf courses. Yes. And uh, I, I think, you know, 
there were times Tiger could do it, obviously. Sure. But times Tiger understood, here's what you do. You play from here to there to there. And and I don't know that Bryson thinks that way. Now, when he catches it, I mean, I was down it's there on 13 one yeah. day when he took it over the top, and he had like 130 yards in there. I, I told somebody, I said, you always hear about the second shot to 13 being off a slope, but that's a side, side slope. Well, he hit it so far. He was off Past the slope. Tall, up slope. <laughs> right. Yeah. which was different. But, uh, yeah, I, I just think uh, when it's all on, and, you know, Wingfoot, he chipped and putted just fantastically. Uh, you know, it looks great, but I think, uh, you know, that, that was uh, – I would imagine there's going to be a lot of thought going into the next six weeks yeah. or whatever it is before he shows back up uh, in January start playing again. Again, we're talking with a uh, senior writer from Global Golf Post, Ron Green Jr., and another question that we were talking about this morning was – Dustin Johnson. I mean, is this something that finally we get the Dustin Johnson that we've been kind of waiting for? He's got a second major championship. He's got a green jacket now. Can we see a run of Dustin Johnson winning major championships? Or are we going to be disappointed for the next few years, like after the 2016 U.S. Open, when we kind of thought the same thing? Yeah. Well, you know, it's. I, I think he... Death badly needed to win that second one. I think it just, given what he's done, I mean, mm-hmm. he's won 24 tournaments now. He needed a second one to sort of separate himself and 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 sort of reconfirm what he thinks. So one thing before we leave Bryson, think about this. When you watch Bryson play and then you watch Dustin Johnson play, doesn't yeah. it look so much less complicated when Dustin uh, plays? Of course, just yeah. easy. Mm-hmm. He just goes up there. I mean, he's got all the power anybody ever needs, and he just – you know, Bryson, it is just a grind and, and work. And Dustin's like, okay, there's, I got to go up there. And, uh, you know, what was it? I think uh, Roy McIlroy said it's just basically see ball, hit ball, yeah. you know, and, uh, <laughs> and and it works. But, I mean, I think he, he you look back over Fred Flintstone golf. starts, <laughs> Dustin has just been, you know, he's been the best player in the world. Yeah. There's no reason to think it won't continue. That's right. I think, uh, plus he gets the quick turnaround to come back to Augusta, whatever it is, five months with that green jacket. I mean, at this moment, he'd be the first pick again, and I just think he is uh, – I mean, I think we've been slow to fully appreciate how good a talent, how good a player he has been. I, mean, I, he's I agree. been defined more by whistling straights, by what happened at Chambers Bay, by letting that Pebble Beach Open get away early in his career. So now, uh, had it gotten away, and I remember being out there Sunday morning as the lead got down to one for a little bit, thinking, oh, no, not again. Yeah. Well, I think he sort of ended that narrative about mm-hmm. his career and turned it where it Cause, should be. Because he basically striped it from number six on. I mean, he really did. It just it was a clinic is what that was. Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, we we are in a spot now where I feel like, you know, if if Bryson, if DJ, if Brooks or Rory or John Rahm, the distance that these guys can all hit it now – other than Bryson, the other guys, it's all effortless for me. Yep. I mean, they can hit it, you know, Dustin said, I can hit it 320 all day long. If I want to hit one 340, I can hit it 340, and that's far enough for me. Um, I think that those guys all have the ability to overpower just about any golf course, and when one of those guys is on, they're winning that week. Do you see anything different? No, and I think sort of the record projects that. I think they're – they are the epitome of the modern players. Now, yep. Bryson is beyond, he's ultra modern. Yeah. But I think, uh, you know, I mean, John Rahm, he's not going to surprise anybody if he tears off two or three majors. I think, you know, he, 
he plays he's so aggressive tends to be so aggressive off the he's got such confidence and you know it's just i think he's sort of learning his way into that and uh you know i, I keep waiting for rory i mean he, somehow when he plays that terrible back nine on thursday i sort of, we started sort of joking around the media center well he's still going to finish sixth you know because he's going to come back and <laughs> yeah. sure enough he did yeah. he sort of got the bad one out of the way yep. I still think it's in there for him, and I think it's in there for Kepka still. Um, I, I think those guys have sort of separated. I, the one person I would put in there was Justin Thomas. I don't yeah, know, yeah. remember if you included him. I think he's a guy who can do the same thing. I think he can, you know, he probably had his iron shots. Iron's better than any of those guys, too. True. And uh, I just think there's a group. <clears throat> I think, remember, we everybody wondered what's going to happen when Phil and Tiger sort of go away with their careers sort of wind down. Where's golf going to be? Well, I think it's in a really, really good place. I mean, you look back, you look at the last 10 years of major championships. Let's see, Brooks, Rory, Jordan, Spieth, uh, Bubba, and Dustin Johnson, they won a third of them. Uh, you know, they've sort of, you know, that's not quite the level of, uh, I mean, Phil and Tiger won one-third by themselves in the previous decade, I think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I mean, that's a pretty good group that sort of, you know, when, when you're looking back years from now and, you know, sort of eras and generations of players, I mean, this this one uh, I think is going to be a really good one. Or it is a really good one. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, to your point, there may be six guys holding the holding the, the torch for Phil and Tiger. So instead of two, we're getting five or six, exactly. which is always nice. That's I mean, right. always the more the more the merrier for me and the, and the more possibilities. Um Last thing before we let you go, you did mention Brooks. Um, you know, do you feel like that he's slowly working himself back, and the injuries kind of getting left behind now? It seemed like uh, the last, you know, when he got the the right driver in his hands in the last two rounds the week before, that uh, things have kind of solidified themselves. It, it, did you did you feel like that maybe it's finally turned around from him health wise? I think so. I uh, I actually got to spend some one on one time with him at Augusta. Uh-huh. President of the Golf Writers, we give out these Player of the Year awards, and we didn't have our banquet in April, so I was giving him his 2019 trophy much, much later than uh, mm-hmm. it should have been. And he, when I was, we were doing a little private presentation, he was joking, "Well, I know it sure as heck isn't for this year." But uh, we started talking about how he felt, and uh, I remember talking to him at Greensboro, and he was trying to bull his way through to get in the playoffs and all that stuff, and you could tell he wasn't right, and he said he was just explain. he was showing me like where it hurt and what they figured out and how much better he feels. He goes, I, I feel like now I can go play, you know, that nothing hurts me anymore. He said it was just so long. Everything was a, uh, you know, a burden or a chore to try to play. And then, uh, finally just, you know, made the commitment to go get it well. And, and said his knee and hip, all those things just, uh, are, are so much better. So I hope so. Cause I think he is, uh, I mean, there's not a better big game guy than him, I mm. think, at the moment. And he just he senses it and plays to it and uh you know, been sort of you know, playing at half speed when he's played it also. I hope he is uh back to it because I, I I really like watching him play. Yeah, I just, I do uh, there's something about the way he sort of stalks golf courses it, and stalks leaderboards. It's uh appealing. And and you you had to know that when he was going through all this, he's probably thinking this this may be the end or you know, this <laughs> yeah. is never gonna end. And and now well, coming out of it, you know, I mean, I, I can't I can't wait to see what Brooks does in the next couple of years. Yeah, I would imagine it's like 
the old saying, you know, when you're playing badly, you, you wonder how you'll ever play well again. Right. And when yeah. you're playing good, you think, how am I ever going to play bad again? I'm sure it's the same way with injuries. Yeah, Definitely. Yeah. Well, Ron, man, we always appreciate you coming on with us. Thanks for joining us, and uh, have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. All right, guys, and uh, maybe next year in that charity event, we'll, we'll, we'll get a little revenge. Okay. There you go. Bring it. <laughs> All right. Bring thanks. it. Thanks, All right, Ron. Bye.